0: there everyone and welcome to at mkpde on anchor remember that we talked about last week discussing journals and I promised that I would make one just for all the um, young people who are journaling and um, help them along um, because there's a struggle within our society of trying to grow up our children too fast that is my opinion and forgive me if i am wrong without teaching them ethics and responsibility we're not negating their abilities we don't deny them anything but we don't give them anything either Um, and i was reading an article recently and i hope the parents are listening to this with their children i was reading an article um, recently about the different societies and the different cultures and their suicide rate within their families and children and where these countries feel that they are um, lacking, you know, and I um, experienced a great culture shock when I went into high school with my children, I'm a pretty active parent, and I um, found that there was things that I didn't know that were expected of them. That was never even a thought when I was in high school. So I want to encourage you as parents to listen to this um, this podcast with your children, um, especially if they are 15 and older. Because what I'm trying to do, my goal for this podcast, is to open a different way of communicating And I hope that by sharing the information that I have, that your life will be better than my life was um, or my adolescence were. Not that I had a trouble adolescence. However, there were um, milestones that I wouldn't recommend for anyone. And I saw some of that going on in my child's Um, school. The difference was that my school was considered relatively small and when I entered his school I was shocked at how big it was. I felt like it was the size of my junior college. Um, The number of children and the number of classes and the decisions they had to make I I found them very adult decisions, and they're still in their adolescence, and they're still forming opinions and thoughts and feelings. And so, I want to talk a little bit about journaling and the different stages of journaling. Um, And I hope that you'll listen to this with your children, whether they be, um, I guess. I would think this podcast would be, um, you know, eight and older would start formulating some of these methods of communication for your child. Um, And I'll be right back. You are listening to Maria Kamen at MKPDE on Anchor. (laughs) listening to Maria Kamen at MKPDE on Anchor and um, I'm going to break this up into different segments because I think there's valid points in different ages. So the segments I'm going to break up journaling into is ages 0 to 5, 5 to 8 years old, 9 and 10 year old, and then 10 through 16 16 years of age through 18 so it covers all the different kind of phases that um, it takes to become an adult from the time of birth to the time of adulthood we um, are journaling and um, whether you're physically doing it There's some type of journaling that you're doing as a parent, as an adult. Um, And so, the the child is born. This segment is from ages zero to five. Your child is born, and whether it's a baby boy or a baby girl, or, um, you know, it's a child. It's a human being, and you're so excited. So, your journaling is probably gonna take the form of record keeping. All the milestones that the child does and the funny thing is you know the first talk the first walk all these baby books that are out there that's a form of journaling most people don't think of it that way but that's what it is and as the child gets older they're most likely going to go back and see what you thought of them and read their baby books so um, it's a lot of fun to do with them to remind them of who they are to encourage them to tell them that they're going to be okay as they get older that you know this is just a time period so during the baby books it's um you record their height their weight their physical being their doctor's visits their ability to speak, to eat, their first foods, uh, their first steps, the visits to grandmas and aunties or friends. Um, there's many people today that, that are single parents, so you're busy and caught up and you're probably taking the photos on on your iPhone or your phone. And I don't want to just say iPhone because there's lots of different kinds of phones, so that's a whole thing um, get those printed because most likely your child is not going to go through your old phones. so be sure to get some of them printed you don't have to print all of them but print you know maybe one a week or one a month or go through your calendar at the end of the month and figure out what was important in that child's being and get those printed so they have an ability to see it in the future Um, You know, technology changes so fast that, you know, we can go from one system to another, and I think that that's why Apple's very popular. They're allowing their system to work consistently throughout all time. They just keep adding features to it. Um, However, journaling um, can be digitally or it can be on paper, and that is a personal choice. There is no judgment on it. The goal is that the child will then be able to have a record of what their life was like, but also the life of their parents. And an insight into the life of their parents will then give them an insight into themselves when they are older. I'll be right back. You are listening to Maria Kamen at MKPDE on Anchor. Hi there, you are listening to Maria Kamen at MKPDE on Anchor. And now we are talking about the five-year-old to eight-year-old journaling. Do they journal? My answer is yes. You can get your five-year-old through eight-year-old to journal. It's a non-pressure activity. It is fun for them, and it can be a lot of fun for you if you set the right ambiance. Now, the ambiance would be that um, you're sitting down, and you're talking about... Things that they enjoy. A five year old journal, five year old's journal might look like all pictures they drew. They probably don't have the skill set yet to write the words down that go along with the pictures, but mom, you can, or dad, you can ask the child what they're thinking after they drew that photo. You know, that that picture, that artist work. And then write it down on a little note and keep that one. Here's the thing that I noticed is there is an abundance of paper once your child starts um, school. And they will bring home their artwork From school so it's a matter of keeping track of their journals from school and adding the information of the home life so for the parent at age five it starts becoming a different kind of record-keeping now um, there are parents like my parents that didn't want the junk around they called it junk And so every schoolwork that I brought home, they would um, throw it away. And um, there are the other parents that on the other extreme that keep everything their child does. Now, I found a happy balance between both of them. And it was that sometimes I would just cut out pieces of their work that they had done or their I call it work but it's really drawing or art Um, different terminologies for different things that's just what my school called it so that's what I call it because um, child's play is similar to work adult work they go to school and they get things done and adults go to the workplace and get things done so when you see their milestones written down, they um, are drawn, that is their form of journaling. So for some of you, you might just want to keep, you know, a, a ring notebook and punch holes in it and put it in there and put their papers in. Between the ages of five to eight, the child develops their writing skills. So as they start to draw their journals, which are then called picture books, so um, they will start adding words to it by the age of eight. And they should probably begin cursive writing. So you will see this transition of the five-year-old drawing picture books and the eight-year-old drawing a picture book and maybe adding a few words or a few sentences depending on the level of um, English and grammar or whatever language the child speaks their developmental level. Each level is different for each child and pushing the child to achieve a certain level is only going to add stress and anxiety so what you want to do is encourage the child by self-expression on paper and the reason I'm trying to encourage um, that this from time to time be a parent-child activity is because later on as they get into adolescence you're going to want that ability to communicate over the things that are happening that they might not be able to tell you but they most definitely can write it in their journal. So if the journal is not this secret, secret thing but they have the ability to know that it is a private thing that they can write their private thoughts and you won't invade it unless they allow you to, then that opens a whole new way of communicating between the parent and the child. So ages five to eight, the child is journaling in what's called a storybook. And um, it's a lot of fun to watch that progress take place you're listening to maria cayman at mkpde on anchor hi there you are listening to maria cayman at mkpde on anchor now we're going to talk about journaling with the nine to ten year old and how exciting it can be. This is a time when language skills and writing skills come together. It is such an exciting time in your child's life that the possibilities within them are limited, uh, are limitless. It is so exciting to watch a child be able to pick up an ink pen, a marker, a paintbrush, whatever it is, and use it to create something that is understandable. Because you see, developmentally, before this, they were learning the skills, the eye-hand coordination, the body movement coordinations, But at age nine and 10, or age nine to 12, these things are being developed. And their language skills and their writing skills are being perfected. And it's so exciting to watch them develop these things. And what used to be a picture book is now becoming a story book. And there's special paper out there where you can um, purchase it and it has a blank area where you can let this child draw what they're what they're thinking and then afterwards there's lines on the bottom where they can write down what they're thinking now I'm not sure if schools still do this but they used to give you pads of paper that had um, that look to it. I know they sell them at Target and other places, but um, I also know that they're able to uh, do great things with during this time. Their thinking and their coordination starts becoming one and um their imagination is limitless they can create monsters or they can create fairy tales or they can create fires or storms or you know evil and good they have um, seen more of the world experienced more of the world and so therefore their creativity is greater and now they're story be able to story tell and write story books that's what i like to call them um, teaching when i'm teaching or working with kids it's a lot of fun you can actually start teaching them greater techniques on art skills you can break down the um, drawing Of people and human anatomy and um, objects and things and they can copy them and they can write stories about them at this time so that is a form of journaling the fun thing is again the parent has to guide the child through this and balance the child of what um, Paperwork from school you want to keep versus what paperwork, um, you know, I don't want to say it paperwork because it's not really paperwork. They're not filling things out unless, you know, it's worksheets in school. But you have to find a balance for yourself to keep. And usually the parent, all these years, is keeping some kind of journal for the child of the milestones in life. Um, not all parents do that and not all parents are great at it because they get caught up in life and I am guilty of having some years that I was really good at it and some years that I wasn't so um, and now as an adult there are some years that are just plain missing from moving um, locations nonetheless it is important that your child know how important their ability is for them that it is great for them to achieve things because that's something they want to achieve yes you as a parent look better if your child is this way or that way and there's peer pressure to have the child conform to a certain way But the reality is the success the child experiences through journaling, through writing, through artwork, through um, coloring, through um, just expression of their own thoughts is really about the child because the, the goal is to raise a child to be able to communicate and this is one way of communicating the fun thing is during this time um, during the 9 and 10 year old time they start getting a sense of independence Um, they're able to do more things therefore you expect more things of them which then makes them do more things Um, it's a cycle and um, the greater the expectations without pressure are the more desire the person has to do it um, encouragement goes a long way and they are now becoming little writers um, and I mean writers with pencil and paper but physically their bodies are starting to change and mature and all of that um, and so now they have story telling and storybook writing ability you are listening to Maria Kamen at MKPDE on Anchor. Hi there, you are listening to Maria Kamen at MKPDE on Anchor. And um, this segment is on the ages of 10 to 16. And what fun journaling is now. You see, it has now become a lifestyle choice for you and your children. It is now the point where your child is starting to become an adolescent and they're going to ask you for more privacy than they used to have. And this is where it gets very interesting. And this is where I want to encourage you um, as a parent because they're gonna question your parenting skills and your parenting style. And who you are and what you are and how you think and what you eat. And why don't you um, like the things that they like? and Why aren't you the nice parent that you were when they were younger? That's all gonna happen during this time. So a journal now becomes a diary, and a diary is your private thoughts. The child is going to be able to experiment with their thoughts. The person who was the storyteller at age 10 or 11 is now going to, um, at age 11, 12, 13, start developing concrete beliefs within themselves. They'll start to occasionally check those beliefs with their parents, but a lot of it will come into play as writing it down. If they already know that writing in a journal or writing in a diary is a safe place to express their emotions and thoughts and feelings then they will continue in this process now here's where i want to encourage all parents because my parents did this for me and i absolutely hated it there was one day that i wrote all kinds of silly things in my diary um, I forgot to put it away Um, and my dad found it and my dad read it and I don't know how long it was that he pondered over what method to approach me um, but I know that it was a weekend and um, I know that he took the time And the care and the gentleness to just ask me if it was true what he was reading in um, the diary. And what happened was I was an adolescent struggling with a um, first boy relationship crush type thing, and uh, my dad had the courage and the gentleness to ask me what was going on with that and was I really getting hurt and was I really experiencing all the things that I wrote down in the diary. I have to tell you from that day on I was so grateful that he asked me that because not only did that open the doors of communication for me and him but that also opened a level of understanding of how much he cared for me now that adolescent experience was probably amplified in my mind thousands of times greater than what it was But from that adolescence experience, I found out that I could trust my parents. First of all, I was upset with myself that I didn't hide my diary. Then I was grateful with myself that I didn't hide my diary. And um, that's where I want to encourage parents to let their child know that if they're struggling with something bigger than themselves and that they don't understand and that if they um, can't communicate that with them because up until that point I didn't want to take my stupid boy crushes to my parents and talk about it. Um, They weren't those kind of parents and I just didn't know what exactly I was feeling so um, I would write it down in my diary, and I tried to write something down every day in my diary and succeeded some days and some days I didn't, but what it did was it um, developed a level of respect between me as a child and my dad. Um, He wasn't angry with me, he wasn't mad at me, he wasn't upset with me, he was more concerned about my feelings and how um, the little boy was treating me and if I really felt that way and if um, those things were really happening. So to go on, um, I found that throughout the rest of my life, throughout the rest of my adolescence and my adulthood, if I needed him to find something out to talk to me about that I didn't understand, I could leave my diary in a place that he would read it. And um, I found that to be a very helpful tool. Because at a, there's a point in an adolescent's life, and I don't know if all adolescents experience this, but their friends are doing different things that they're not sure about or they come across things that they're been told are no good but they're in the situation and do they do it or not. Um, But nonetheless, the point is that these times, um, ages 10 to 16, are great opportunities for their parents to start talking with the child about some of the things that they're experiencing that have that little bit of adult in them because other people's kids might let them experience the world in a different place or might be more adventurous and than you or might be um not as conservative as you, or don't have the same belief systems or morals or ethics or values, and you're questioning that as an an adolescent. And so a diary can be a great step or form of communication between the parent and the child when the child is struggling and can only write down the feelings because they're feeling so much they can't talk about it they can't verbalize it they don't have the word skills they don't have the life skills Um, they might not be able to tell somebody to back off if they're if they're bothering them they might not have those confrontational skills that you develop as you're growing up and um, i think personally that that was one of the things that my dad, I give him credit for, um, handling the best in my life, was um, accidentally coming across my diary and addressing it. Um, I was very glad that my mother um, had not, she tends to be more emotional than my dad was, and that my dad took such a practical and loving and gentle manner of addressing it now that might be flip it might be an aunt it might be a cousin it might be a sister it might be a brother but if that child has somebody to let them know that they're struggling with the the adolescence part of life the the change of skill set the ability and the expectations of others and their own sexuality and um, how others perceive them versus who they are, um, if they have a way to communicate that with the parent, then that opens up a level of freedom and trust that will last a lifetime for that child. You have been listening to Maria Cayman at MKPDE on Anchor. Hi there. You are listening to Maria Cayman at MKPDE on Anchor. And now, um, journals our journals. We're from the ages of 16 to 18, and we have gone past those little um, dreamy thoughts of love and puppy love, and we are now becoming young adults. Um, The kids are now um, able to make more decisions. They're able to think of life skills. They now, between the ages of 18 on up, have to face real life decisions. They'll have to face the decisions of not only what to wear and what makeup to wear or how to look or Sally is is doing this, when Betty's doing that and Tom's over here and Henry's over there. Um, Not only those those um, things, but the, the reality of will I attend college? Will I not attend college? How much do I want to spend um, pay attention in class? How much is peers going to affect me? How much will I give in to peer pressure? How much will I not give in to peer pressure? am I playing sports? Am I not playing sports? Am I going to be in a group or a subgroup? In high school will I follow my peers or will I step out and break away from all the friends I've had from kindergarten to now and um, it's your freshman year or sophomore year am I just gonna break away from all relationships and go into a deep funk where I don't talk to anybody don't want anything don't think anything's great or will i be this person that is the other extreme and talk to everyone and think about everything and do for all people these are the years that all of that gets formed and a journal is a great way to let out some of the stress Now, as a parent, you have to decide um, if it is acceptable for your child uh, to let you read the journal, if they hide their journal. um, You have to have already established a point of, you know, if it gets too strong, just leave it out and I'll read it. Relationship with your child, so hopefully that will alleviate some of the um, ability to be—I want to say—secretive. But the really the reality is, it's not a secret life that they're trying to develop. It's a life that they're trying to develop, and they don't want to ask permission to be able to live and to make decisions for themselves the thing is that between the ages of 16 and 18 they might not have all the life skills that they need to make excellent decisions you as a parent have done your best to train them the teachers are doing their best to train them but the reality is that sometimes things happen that you just don't know how to deal with Um, and that's where the concern comes in Um, and that's where techniques come in such as stress writing or fantasy writing or um, these skills that you could teach your child through journaling read books about journaling Um, you know life affirmation and goals those will be put to the test in your child's life whether they've made them out or whether they're just trying to figure out what the heck they're going to do you know will i attend junior college university or a tech school after call, after high school will i attend any of those or just get a job you know uh, all of these things are developed during that time And if they have the ability to communicate with someone in the household when they are overstressed, then they don't have to act it out. And I think that that's one of the things that these countries that are talking about their high suicide rates among their young adults have to deal with. The child has to be able to express their feelings in a non-threatening environment. And yeah, if you find out your 16-year-old is having sex with somebody and you don't want them to, that's going to really upset you. It's going to aggravate you, it's going to upset you because now that 16-year-old is having an adult relationship is considered adult what they're doing is an adult action so these are moral things that you and your children have to get on the same page about and you know whether they're having sex or whether they're you know um, experimenting with drugs or alcohol or um, now the new jewel smoking cigarettes all of that hits them during these years and that is a lot of adult things so your whole goal on journaling or the whole goal on journaling is being able to express their innermost thoughts in a safe place that don't have to come true in their lives Now, one of the things that i discovered is that once you're 18 years old, the ability to journal then kind of goes away. Um, And I think that it's because they didn't develop the life skill of journaling. Um, And also they're in the workplace and school and there isn't the time, but there should be a separate book other than the planner or their agenda, school agenda book, because they do have that, where they can write down their feelings, uh, where you can write down your feelings. And that's how a journal is different than a planner. And a journal is um, a great communication tool for young adults and other people, um, if they allow the other people in, and I'm not talking allowing your peers to read your journal, because it is a private thing. You would absolutely have to trust the person that you're uh, allowing them to read. But it is a safe place to put down your emotion, and you need a safe person who would know how to react to those emotions. So one of the things that I like to um, suggest to teens is to find a safe person that if they're really struggling with something and they can't express it, to write it down in their journal and then show it to a person that they feel they would get help from. That they feel that that person is so responsible that they would act appropriately in the case of emergency. I was really lucky because I not only discovered that my dad would act appropriately and for me, not against me, to help me during adolescence. I also discovered a counselor at school that would do the same thing. I also had a teacher that would do the same thing, that when I couldn't deal with certain things, I could go to them and let them just read part of my journal because I couldn't articulate what I was feeling. And so from the paragraph they read in my journal, they could then ask me questions that I could answer and help me work through the problem. Now that doesn't happen to all teenagers and it doesn't happen to all young adults, but there are a ton of decisions that need to be made and expectations that we put society, the world, um, peers put on people that don't need to be there. And so my encouragement is that you establish as a journalist, so to speak, um, safe place to bounce your ideas off of and safe people who will walk you through decision-making process that will be for you and not against you. And I hope that you've enjoyed this talk about journaling through different ages and I hope that if you're uh, two you uh, call in to anchor or you can always find me on social media at mkpde you have been listening to Maria Kamen at mkpde on anchor till next week